It's Saturday night in comedy and festival season is in full tilt boogie. We're ramping up for the biggest event of the summer and sitting down with two heavy hitters for yet another JFL Montreal. First up, El Presidente himself, the wizard behind the curtain, Mr. Bruce Hills returns and hometown hero Robbie Hoffman returns to the fest with an all new special. The panel is loaded. The mic is open. I'm Dean Young and we're about to go inside the joke. Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to Inside Jokes, baby, right here on 640 Toronto. And as always, streaming all across the entire known MCU on Global News Online. It is, of course, pre-festival time. We are ramping up for JFL, the biggest comedy event on the calendar every year. And this year, they mark year 41. So it's going to be a big one. We got our producer, Vince Tedesco, on the air. How are you doing, buddy? Yeah, doing well. This is actually the last show before we are in Montreal next this week. This is the last show before we are in Montreal, and then pretty soon, just the last show. This is our final run here, Vince. Uh, you, of course, are going to hit the mean streets of Montreal with the Inside Jokes mic on one final time. Grab some interviews, shake some hands, kiss some babies, whatever you do over there. Go check out some shows. Hit the fest one more time, and then, of course, this August, we are wrapping it up in studio, Vince. But today, it is all about the lead-up to JFL. Because first off, we have the JFL Commander-in-Chief, our old friend Bruce Hills, joining us again, as he does every year for this fest. El Jefe. El Jefe himself is joining us shortly. And then a little later on in the show, we're actually, uh, there's a bit of a hometown hero in Montreal. Uh, the comic Robbie Hoffman, who cut her teeth on the Montreal scene, has since gone on to late show fame and making moves in New York City. Uh, is returning to off JFL this year and recording an all-new special. So we got El Presidente, we've got a hometown hero. It's stacked tonight, Vince. Perfect. Let's get into it. Bruce, baby, you're on the air. Where, where's our next caller? Montreal, and you're on the air. Welcome back to Inside Jokes, baby, right here, as always, on 640 Toronto, which you know because you're listening to that right now. And, of course, streaming everywhere where there's the internet on Global News Online. Tonight's show is all about pre-JFL. We are ramping up for the biggest comedy event of the season. And who better to join us and kick it all off than the man behind the curtain? JFL President Bruce Hills himself joins us for one final time this year as we ramp up for JFL. And, of course, this year, Bruce, marks 41 years of this festival, which is unbelievable. Well, thank you. And and listen, uh, I want to thank you for all the support you've given JFL and for the support of Canadian comics and comics from all over the world. Uh, we're going to miss you. And it, it's it's so important for us to have people like you so interested in having a platform to get out to people and talk about what we're doing in the comedy world for everyone, not just, just for laughs. So I want to thank you for everything you've done and hope to find out what your next platform is that we can support. We will. Well, we appreciate that, Bruce. We will see where we resurface. But of course, before it all comes to a close, we will be making our appearance on the streets of Montreal for this year's fest because we've always been tight, so closely married to that festival here on Inside Jokes. And I mean, it, it really is. I mean, it's the comedy Super Bowl. It's the big event of the season every single year. And I know last year, you know, we have you on every year sort of teeing up the festival. Last year, of course, was a huge one for everyone at JFL because yeah. that was year 40. That was a major milestone. Uh, so, I mean, now, and and of course, obviously, the industry has changed a lot. I mean, JFL, you know, 
rolled with the punches during the pandemic. You guys went digital. You did a lot of sort of new online content. How much of a different animal is this fest now after all that? And in year 41, is that stuff still very much married to what you do now? Well, look, I think the the great thing is, is that we are definitely back. Uh, Ticket sales are significantly better than they were last year. Um, And, you know, we're following a 40th anniversary, which is hard to do. It's just fans are back, Um, you know, for comics all over the world, uh, here in Canada, at our festival, thank God, everything's selling, Toronto's selling, people want to be back in the clubs and and in the theatres and arenas. Um, and you know, when you think about it, it's been a while since we've had a full throttle festival. As much as we launched, you know, a hundred percent live event last year, I think still people had hesitation. There were a little bit of concerns getting in a older demographic, a little concerned about sitting right next to someone in a theater or a club and that, that affected our attendance. Um, but, uh, you know, things are looking really good. Uh, I would say, you know, what's different. Look, we're doubling down on what makes us important, and that is the launching of talent, the discoverability of the festival. There's never been more talent uh, be given a chance to be seen around the world. As you know, of course, we have New Faces and New Faces Canada, um, but there are so many, you know, and there's about seven different showcases uh, of that, uh, but also there are, you know, Montreal comedians in the Montreal show. There's the, the British show, there's the one-person shows, there must be 70 of them, were all opportunities for talent to be seen, talent to be discovered, talent to advance their careers. That's very important to us. And um, last but not least, you know, really diving into making sure we have all the best online stars in the mix, you know, three of the best, you know, actually, I'll give you the two Canadians, two of the biggest YouTube stars in comedy in the world are Noel Miller and Curtis Connor, and they're both going to be here because they belong and we should have better representation from that end of things. And uh, we're excited about that. Which is so funny too. I mean, I myself remember Curtis Connor when he was, you know, a kid doing open mics here in Toronto and yeah, just using those platforms and absolutely blowing up. And it's kind of funny because every, you know, comics all across the spectrum and all across various career points, you talk to them all and, you know, even the biggest names in comedy, they always liken this festival to, you know, it's they always call it like summer camp for comics because they go there, they get to hang out with their friends, they get to hang out in the green room. And it's just this sort of collective togetherness in the industry. And of course, as you mentioned, I mean, all of these showcases and all of these new faces lineups, this festival has always been such a career maker for so many comics. I mean, especially here in Canada, the first time you get called up to JFL, that's a massive feather in the cap for any upcoming comic. That's always that's a big move. Yeah, absolutely. And it's important for us because uh, that's our job, you know. That is what it is, showcasing just sort of who's who's out there. How much, and I mean, again, as you say, the, you know, you have all these comics who have built these mass, you know, millions of followers on online platforms. And obviously the landscape has changed. A lot of stuff has gone digital, not just because of the pandemic, but that certainly played into it. And obviously, I mean, JFL is more than just the Montreal Festival. I mean, you have festivals all over the planet and all across North America. It's a full-blown comedy brand. You have networks, you have channels. JFL has become an institution in comedy. So how much, I mean, obviously at the end of the day, this festival is all about being in the theater, seeing live comedy, watching live acts. Uh, but how how different is this festival now in year 41 with all these different things at play? 
Well, listen, I, I think it's different just because it's so deep in programming. You know, we've always, I felt, programmed our event really well. But what I'm very impressed with, it's like, you know, it's a, a you know, maybe it's a boring hockey analogy. You know, we're, we're, we have four deep lines. And we got a couple of, you know, we got Mary Lemieux at, at uh, center. And, uh, uh, but we've also got a killer fourth line. The festival's deep. It's, you know, not many weak spots, uh, you know. Regardless of what people say, it's deep in Canadian comedy, it's deep in discovery, and, uh, you know, some of the biggest names in the world are, are coming. There we go. It wouldn't be a Canadian comedy fest without a hockey analogy anyways, would it, Bruce? Yeah. Uh, we're going to come back with more. Comment! Free JFL lead-up. We're going to come back with more Bruce Hills right here on Inside Jokes. Hey, I'm Sammy Farid, and you are turning up the heat with Inside Joke. I'm the definition of half man, ask the clubs, bad boy, that's what's up, after bucks, crush crews after us, no games, we ain't laughing much. Nothing but Welcome back to Inside Jokes, right here on 640 Toronto, and as always, streaming all across the known universe on Global News Online. We are talking all things JFL Montreal as we lead up to the biggest comedy festival on the planet. We have JFL president. Bruce Hill's on the air with us right now. And I mean, Bruce, there's so many cult favorite shows at this festival uh, that have always just been sellout shows that people flock to every year. There's so many fan favorites. I mean, the rebranded just for the culture, which was, of course, the ethnic show. You got the nasty show. You have the roast battles. These are things that just people flock to in droves every single year, and they're always cult favorites. Obviously, for you, running a comedy brand as big as JFL, obviously, at heart, you are a comedy purist, I'm sure, and certainly a fan of comedy. So for you, I mean, comics from all across the world come to this festival every year. What's some of the stuff that you get the most excited to just actually sit back and watch during this fest? I mean, assuming you get a few minutes to do that. At some yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I definitely do. I, I'll tell you what I like is um, I like to sit in the back of the midnight surprise shows and watch hmm. an audience freak out when we have a killer surprise guest. You know, how much fun it was for me to have you know, Chappelle show up and do an hour on one of these showcases. People, you know, they lost their mind. You know, that's what it's about. You know, we want people to feel just like when you walk into the comedy store in, you know, in, in Los Angeles and West Hollywood, anyone can walk out there on any given night. But in Montreal, not Los Angeles, where most comics yeah. live, you just can't imagine who could walk out there on any, any given night. And, uh, and that's what's really exciting for me to, to, to see how happy our fans are, how excited they are to see someone they may have never seen before. Um, and uh, they can't believe they're there, you know, seeing someone live in, uh, you know, live right in front of them. There is always that sort of element of, you know, anything can happen. I mean, how many times over the years, you know, at the former Hyatt Hotel, you're watching comics like Chappelle just, you know, playing music on their iPhone and pacing around and running their set through their head and, riffing off of each other there is this element of sort of anything goes and i'm even with all of the different festivals under the jfl brand at this point of course i mean you have about on the west coast we have jfl toronto here in toronto montreal there was such a specific thing because it really it takes over the whole city i mean it's like comedy mardi gras you cannot go to downtown montreal without getting absorbed into this festival it really does take over the entire city and uh, maybe it's just that montreal joie de vivre but this this festival is just sort of such a big all-encompassing thing oh no absolutely i mean look one of the hardest things to do elsewhere in the world 
is to own a city. You know, uh, it's really difficult. And I don't think we do uh, any other city in the world as we do in Montreal. We don't have to. We would love to. But, you know, you're in London, England. You're happy to own the O2, you know, and, and, and own comedy fans. I mean, you have to own comedy fans. You don't own comedy fans and you're never going to survive. But what's great at Montreal is that, you know, you just can, you know, you get to our festival footprint. And you can walk to 25 venues in five blocks and you can spend anywhere from nothing on the street to 1995 to see a club show to, you know, big dollars to see sit in row two and Ali Wong or last year, Kevin Hart. Uh, but there's a price point for everyone. There's a choice for everyone. You know, that's another thing that we appreciate too, is that, you know, there's a lot of people out there getting offended easily or, or rightfully so, uh, but we're about choices. Yeah. So we're going to give you the choice. If something's called the nasty show, I don't want to get your letter of complaint the next day that you were offended. It's just, that's what you're walking into. Um, uh, I understand fully if we, you know, we blindside you or you go to a family show and we pull off something that makes no sense. Justify. We try to label everything as clearly as possible. So the audience walks in, knows what they're getting, but also buys something they want to see. Because we also want the comic to feel that. It's not just to make sure our commerce works. We want comics to have a great experience. And one thing about this city, and I was saying this yesterday in a podcast in French, speaking French, which was an hour of me speaking French, which I hope people will forgive me for. But <laughs> uh, I, I'm like 72% bilingual. So there, there's some, uh, some, some things that don't sound right. But basically what I was saying, can you, can you think about this for a second? Montreal, a bilingual city, has the most impactful comedy showcase in the world. It's not Los Angeles. It's not the Comedy Store. It's not the Tonight Show. It's not the Edinburgh Fringe. It's the Just for Last Montreal Festival. A bilingual city has the most impactful discoverer uh, a discovery uh, uh, um, uh, platform of any spot in the world. Um, New Faces has launched more careers than just about any other organization. It is quite true. And I mean, this, you know, one thing that's always very special, special to see during this fest too, is the way that the red carpet is rolled out for those sort of hometown heroes. I mean, we have Robbie Hoffman joining us on the show a little bit later, who's going back to off JFL and taping a special and sort of returning to, you know, home soil, but Sugar Sammy. I mean, how many times have I gone to that fest? You could watch Sugar Sammy outside in downtown Montreal doing a, a down an outdoor set to like 5,000 people out in the streets. And I mean, it's just yeah. watching. Because we know in this industry, in this country, that's always the struggle. You don't really see that sort of celebrity culture and that sort of star system as we always struggle with in Canada. But at this festival, you do see it. And it's one of the only times, especially in comedy, where you actually get to see that happen. And there's something very special about that. Yeah. And you know, what's also cool. This, this festival, uh, July 30th, uh, my birthday, we're going to be filming a Netflix special for Rashid Bedouri, one of the biggest stars in this province, also a comedian that performs in English and will be doing an hour in English during the festival. He will be filming his Netflix special in French. Um, and that's what's also cool. You know, every, for the next three years, uh, we are working with Netflix to provide one solo broadcast opportunity for one Quebec comic. 
So it's a really nice extra thing that, you know, even in French, uh, uh, well, not even in French, but in French also, it's a big discovery platform. But we're trying to extend it by adding this Netflix piece to help Rashid develop an audience worldwide, you know? So we just want to continue to evolve by trying to have the richest opportunity for discovery humanly possible to benefit comedians as much as, as we can. In the case of Montreal and Quebec, we're working very hard to give as many exposure opportunities as possible, but also invite Francophone, French comics that are bilingual, that have, as, you know, uh, aspire to, um, to perform in English, you know, uh, to, to give them an opportunity to be seen at our festival, you know. And then, as I said on this podcast last night, because I want to, I'm talking to a lot of comics on it. I said, look, you're not going to get a free pass. If you're a huge star, you also have to put in the work. Rashid Badori did, you know, 40 sets before he did it. He, first of all, had a, a career in English in addition to being a superstar in French. But then he put in the, he grind out a seven-minute gala spot last summer. And what did he get? A standing ovation yeah. on Ronnie gala. He killed, but you got to work for it. But we want Francophone artists, primarily Montreal's, but also if you're from France and Belgium and you're a megastar, and you have a, a dream of performing in English, we'll help you because we want to be the Olympics. We want everyone to feel like there's home, but you got to be in, you got to, you got to make the cut. You got to be in great shape. You got to perform, you know, where it's not a free pass just because we're inviting, you got to earn it. It is true. And I mean, this fest again is where a lot of those comics have always cut their teeth, which by the way, I mean, you know, the Netflix special and the streaming special has sort of become, for comics now, what the HBO special used to be and what late night television used to be. So do you think that's where things are headed now? Is is is, is the Netflix special and online streaming, like, is that the new kingmaker in comedy, do you think now? Well, listen, I, I think, quite honestly, you know, you'll get a killer set on new faces. That will get you started. I mean, I, I don't know if it was last year or even the current cast, but we had close to 40% of the SNL cast came out of new faces characters. I mean, Joss Davidson, you know, a lot of the newbies all from JFO. Yeah. Again, there's comedy festival in Montreal helping SNL cast, uh, uh it's cast. Uh, but, um, yeah, but listen, you get the right role on Netflix because not everyone pops off Netflix. But when you do, oh boy, look at just, you know, Ali Wong is one perfect example, a new face in 2011. Uh, but I mean, she exploded off that first special. She's a mega, mega ticket seller. I mean, everywhere in the world. And Netflix started it all. Joe Coy, you name it. I mean, Chappelle's at where he's at. He's brilliant, but he's also aided by four Netflix specials and a lot of promo from that network. Kevin Hart, the same thing. They're a, they're a marketing asset for all careers that want to go global. You know? There we go. And people, and I mean, it's, it, is, it is overwhelming to think basically everybody in the entire comedy world has at some point or another passed across the stage at JFL. That's really the beginning for so many people in this world. Bruce, we could talk about this stuff all day, uh, but of course, as we do tee up to this year's JFL, year number 41, uh, really quick for our listeners, where can we get tickets, check it out online, hit up the fest, all that good stuff? Well, hahaha.com, get everything there, buy your tickets, get the information you're looking for. Uh, the festival started last Friday, but it really gets going tonight with the nasty show and the Just for Culture. Um, 
the street. Uh, sorry, sorry, and we run through the 29th, so Saturday, uh, July 29th. So still a lot of time to buy tickets. And again, you know, if you're a tourist hearing this, uh, come. Not everything's sold out. Things are selling really well. But if you come in next weekend or this weekend, there are tickets available, especially next weekend, um, uh, because uh, that's a good 10 days out. And there's, you know, there's 30 options a night for you, maybe more than that, maybe 50 options a night. And some of the big things are sold, but lots of great stuff isn't. And again, uh, July 20 to 29 is the street. It's all free. Uh, it's got lots of great stuff going on. It's got food trucks. It's got nonverbal stuff. It's got stuff, things for the family. Um, it's much improved versus last year. Um, my colleague, uh, Patrick Rosan has done an amazing job putting that all together with his team. So, uh, we hope to see you with us, you know, with 25 bucks in your pocket, nothing or a couple of hundred, you'll find something at JFL. Okay. There we go. Bruce Hills, thank you as always. And hit up hahaha.com and year 41 right now in Montreal. Do not miss it. Bruce, thank you so much. And again, thank you for everything you've done for us and for comedy in Canada. Thank you, Bruce. I'll thank see you at the next show Cheers, next man. week. All right, buddy. Yeah. Bye. Thank you as always. Bye. Okay. Cheers. Thank you again to Bruce Hills. Hit up hahaha.com. But we got more JFL coming up after the break with hometown hero Robbie Hoffman. Hi, I'm Andrew Barr. I'm one of four comedians in the country who knows how to make more than just craft dinner, and you're listening to Inside Joe's. I'm back, back in the New York Ooh. Welcome back to Inside Jokes, baby, right here on 640 Toronto. And as always, brought to you by Not A Soul. We are newly single and looking to mingle, but, you know, what does it matter now? We are talking all things JFL. Thank you again to the Presidente himself, Bruce Hills. But now we're switching gears all the way from the West Coast. We have a returning hometown hero coming back to Montreal to this year's fest. I'm recording an all-new special. Robbie Hoffman is with us. How are you doing, Robbie? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking me. How are you doing, Dean? Uh, good. I mean, we, haven't, we haven't talked to you. We've never had you on this show, actually, in almost eight seasons. So shame on us. Great. I'm, I'm mean, thrilled to be here. And it's been many years. I mean, so last time I chatted with you, I mean, yes, you, of course, you came up on the Montreal scene. That's where you made your name. That was your comedy hometown. You made the move here to Toronto many moons ago, rose up through the ranks here. You went on to New York. You've gone on to, you know, American Late Show. Fame. You've been all over the place. Now you're out in California. But you are returning to this year's JFL Montreal. You're recording a new special, Homecoming King, which, by the way, we love We love that title. And Thank how much you. of that is just about going home, by the way? How cathartic is it as a Montrealer to go home and tape a special at this fest? Because I know this festival means something to comics all over the planet, but it is particularly, obviously, near and dear to Montreal comics. So, I mean, how... how yeah, you know, it's a complicated relationship with the fest. It's a funny thing that a lot of people, you know, when I get JFL, people don't know that I have this Montreal connection. Um, at least, you know, my American counterparts, I am an American Canadian. So people don't really know where am I from? What's going on? Um, I did start very early in stand up in Montreal. I wouldn't say that I, I got my start there and I really developed in Toronto. 
I like got my start in Montreal. And then when I got to Toronto, I was really received. I don't know that Montreal, and this is classic to Montreal. I don't know any, if anybody has like a symbiotic relationship with Montreal, uh, people who grow up in Montreal, they go, well, there's this, there's that. If you visit Montreal, you love Montreal. It's the best. But when you're there, you know, it's, everything is, is, is rusty gears there. Everything is an effort there in a way that other cities it's petty. They're still talking about how to say hello, how not to say hello. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's like, there's a pettiness, there's a pettiness, there's a French quality that I really appreciate. But I think starting stand up there was kind of like bare bones, you know, weird thing and it was strange for comics and I don't know how it is now but it was strange to have this international comedy festival there that largely just like was not a part of the local community at all um they had shows off and on that like highlighted a local audience but it definitely felt like it was like attack on or you know it that never felt really part of the festival so yeah. when i return when i'm returning this year um and the last time i did uh and i'm just doing a new hour but when i uh filmed my crave special it was in toronto which i consider i also have like such you know i really like found my own in toronto but going back to montreal i was like yeah f-ers, i'm back you know i it's it's that same it's I'm exacerbated thinking about Montreal. That's the way Montreal is. It's like we're back, you know, and that and it's very Montreal vibes. Like to just like okay, like nobody was happy for me. Nobody, you know, there's none of that in Montreal. It's not like a Canadian city in the way that you would think of a Canadian city. So people aren't happy for you, and I'm not happy for them. And now we're back, and just come and don't be stupid. And I'm from Montreal, and I left like everybody else left, and now we're back, and you know it is what it is. But come see an hour, and um, yeah, am I going to be the nicest representative of Montreal? Probably not. <laughs> I love it though. I mean, it's the, there's no better way to plug this special like that. It does. I mean, there must be a weird feeling for Montreal comics too, because as you said, you know this this huge thing takes over the city and comics from all over the planet go there and all there's all this hype and all this hubbub and the whole industry goes there and then it's a couple weeks of that and then it's all gone and it leaves so there must be this feeling for montreal comics when you're there after that's gone it's like okay now the circus has left town now what yeah and i think like i think it's really probably evolved quite a bit i mean festivals are all living breathing you know kind of like festivals um forgive my language at this very early 9 a.m in la but um it's interesting it's almost like you know apart from montreal you know the festival is kind of it's in montreal but it's in kind of a business part of montreal it's close Mm -hmm. to like montreal is small so like if you venture um but i think for the large you know most montrealers don't care about anything so it's kind of like a New Yorker around Times Square. It's like, we're not going there. Yeah. It's like, okay, how do we? So if you're a Montrealer and you're just trying to have a ciggy in the morning and you hate people, which many Montrealers do, you might avoid. But inevitably, you might go to one show. And if you're going to go to one show, it's probably this one. There we go. Well, hopefully, yeah. I hope they all go to Homecoming King. It's kind and of you know what? Homecoming King is is at Theater St. Catherine, which is a place that's so near and dear to my heart. One of the best, like, 
small theaters, just incredible, the people who run it. Um, so I'm really happy to do it. So just for laughs and to their credit and ZooFest, they do, they spread out more amongst the city. I don't remember yeah. it being like that. So now it's like you are in a cool area. You can grab really like great food after or whatever. It's not just this hubbub around the downtown Hyatt anymore. Yeah. Which it was always centered around. It is funny too, because you talk about how, yes, when you came to Toronto, that is really when you started to, you know, cement yourself and you, you sort of built a fast reputation in this city i remember that because here in toronto you can go out any given night and do 800 mics they're not always all of them are and, the the, and they were they were there were people like you who were inviting you know who were like hey i actually think you're funny and i'm i'm not going to give you a hard time to give you stage time i'm just gonna will you perform this people like you and people on the scene who didn't have as much of a an insecurity or a thing to prove i found like the montreal scene and again i'm getting negative but that's the way montreal is Wake up. This isn't British Columbia. It's Montreal, Quebec. They're not just leave. They, they don't care about you. And that's what I love about Montreal. As a Jew, there's a great intersectionality with the way the French Canadian vibe is, the Jewish vibe. We're just, it's a chafing nonstop, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, and I don't even know what I was saying at that. But bo I mean, bottom line, the scene in Montreal was like they weren't going out of their way to give you. If you said you wanted to start stand up, they were like, okay, well, this, you know, it was like, you had to like, I was like, well, even going to a mic, I'd be like, is there a sign up sheet? They're like, it's over there. It's like, they're not like, hey, welcome to the mic. Here's a sign up sheet. They're like, you get there. You're like, is this a mic? They're like, yeah. Okay. Can I get on? No. Why not? Cause you didn't sign up. Okay. How do I sign up? Just sign up sheet there. Okay. Are, am I going to go on there? She's many people don't get on. Some people get on. I'm like, okay. Toronto was like, hey, you're new, come do our thing, da, da, da. So it's like, it's a total different thing. If you want to do stand-up in Montreal, you really have to want to do it. You, Yeah, yeah, you really have to sort of, it's you're constantly sort of scene building as you go. But Toronto yeah. for a lot of comics is a springboard too, because you come here, you can grind, 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 you get whatever credits you can. And it's always a springboard for, you know, it's like New York light. Like it's sort of your warm up to go and make the most. I mean, I think Toronto is, listen, I'm going to Montreal. The thing is, is growing up in Montreal, being from Montreal, like first, um, not, you know, notwithstanding my early childhood in New York, but like being a Montrealer, I was, you know, there's a rivalry that only Montreal has, by the way. Toronto loves Montreal. It's like this yeah. weird big brother, big... Okay. But I grew up hating Toronto. Ah, oh, the fucking this and the Leafs. I don't even follow hockey. Why do I Why do I suddenly care the Leafs to this? Fine. I like the Habs. I don't know the difference between either of them. But fine. I'm involved. Okay. But Toronto sucks. Blah, blah, blah. I get to Toronto. It's fantastic. The city just works. Uh, you know, the, I'm getting, I, I'm received well. I'm meeting people like you. We're like, hey, I got this show. Just do it. It's easy. It's really was like, I was like able to do all these shows, mics and real shows and the club and whatever. Montreal hates Toronto just because it doesn't even know what, it hates what it doesn't know. And I love that because it's like a seven-year-old that smokes or something. So it's like, they, they don't go. It's not like they visit. Torontonians visit Montreal. They're like, we have the sickest weekend. I barely remember anything. Montreal's so sick, you know? But it's not like, so they think there's this like rivalry, but it's all fake because Montreal made it up. 
Yeah. Because Montreal likes to be pissed off because it's part of it. And Toronto's like, can we play? Like, there's nothing wrong. We loved you. Robbie, I'm so using this as a sound clip. That is, that is, <laughs> that is uh, scarily accurate. That is very true. All right, we're going to come back with more Robbie Hoffman, more about this upcoming special Homecoming King, which is going to be taping yes. at this year's JFL Montreal. We'll be back with more Robbie after the break. This is Sean McDonald, and you're listening to Inside Jokes. And think of the summers of the past. Adjust the bass and let the alpine blast. Pop in my CD and let me run around and put your car on cruise and lay back because it's summertime. Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on 640 Toronto. And this week's episode is brought to you by absolutely not a soul. We are sponsor free in almost season eight, newly single and looking to mingle. We are talking all things JFL. We have returning hometown hero Robbie Hoffman on the line who um very good insights into just the city and culture of Montreal by the way that two-sided relationship where Toronto loves Montreal and Montreal wants nothing to do with it but of course Robbie is returning to the fest this year and taping a new special homecoming king which by the way Robbie what's what's some of the stuff you're without giving too much away obviously but what is some of the stuff you're tackling in this new hour i mean when did this whole thing develop i know the pandemic was kind of an incubator for a lot of comics there's a lot of like post-pandemic albums and specials you know what i don't know i I am always thinking it always interests me when a comic goes either you know one way or the other you know the pandemic i can't even write i can't do anything i can't think of it or somebody has i'm always thinking i wish i could shut off uh, you know, I, I I do this thing, you know, the, for the maybe the fourth or fifth year in a row where I run a new hour in Toronto every year. Whatever in my phone I haven't said, I have to say. So this came out of one of those where it's like, oh, I had a lot to say, but I didn't want to be one of those people that COVID became an incubator. Now, I have a lot to say, as usual. Um, Homecoming King is reluctant. I'm coming back, and only because I was asked, okay, and I'm giving, I'm dumping this hour on you and i don't care what the hell i don't care if you're happy or i'm happy and we're gonna go and we're gonna do a montreal hour and you're gonna go and i'm gonna go and that's it okay and i don't if you're offended something i don't have an hr department i don't check an email i don't check a dm it is what it is it's classic montreal there's no help for you you see something you don't like it there we cannot help you we, it's like trying to get a you know a return on your bus ticket at the STCUM. Cannot be done. We don't care. You can call to your blue in the face. So it's just what have I been up to? I was exiled from Montreal, and we're back. And are we happy about it? I don't know. Well, which by the way, is this one of those? You know, obviously, you get invited to the festival, and you go and you tape this special. Is that very much a get in, get out thing for you, or are you there to like? No, I'll still the be band? there. I take the best of it. Is there stuff you want to see? Is there stuff you want to do? Montreal's the greatest city. That said, I know I've I've come off hard. But this is how, this is somebody who loves Montreal can only complain about it. Otherwise, you don't really love it. I love Montreal. I'm the kind of person to complain is to enjoy. I could be on a yacht and find a problem. This means I'm paying attention and I'm enjoying. Believe me. Anything I haven't mentioned means I love. Fair fair enough. (laughs) Okay. 
Is there stuff like, that you get excited to go see? I mean, because, uh, you know, yes. a lot of comics, you know, like we always call it on this show, it's like summer camp for comics. So there's people that you don't get to see that often and you go and hang out. Yeah, with them. Just for Laughs nails the vibe in terms of like everybody is staying in the hotels next to each other. It feels like camp is a grown up. They, they really do a really good job with like, I hate the gay word community, but you know, that sort of thing. Um, what I'm excited to do in Montreal is just like the late night eats, the La Fleur, um, a couple of hot dogs, poutine. Um, I really do love poutine and I only oh, do wow. have it for Montreal. Cheap, good poutine. Little Belle Provence, um, you know, just orange julep there. I want to go for a really fancy. I'm, I'm hoping to put this on my agents at Gibby's. Um, I want to go for a really fancy steak. I want to do the Schwartz's thing. Um, I want to go to Verdun, see my old apartment. I started Verdun. My sister Chaya, actually, to her credit, started Verdun. She lived there like literally 15 years ago, if not more, 20. And then I moved there five years after. And now it's like a big thing. But I'm just saying that a couple of Jews 20 years ago. Um, so yeah, I, I do love Montreal. And Montreal being receptive of me now is funny. It's like, I feel like a homecoming king coming back and doing an hour in the theater that I started in. But I feel like they made me work so hard for it. And it's like, literally, guys, you need to calm down. Like, I feel like I'm coming back homecoming king and they're like embracing me. But it's like, as of yesterday, they're embracing me. So I'm still mad but we're going and we're going to do it and work on our relationship. Montreal, it's almost like Montreal is a microcosm of Canadian comedy as a whole, because that's how Canadian yes. comedy is. Like we don't acknowledge you until it's the other people have, and then we take ownership afterwards. Uh, yeah. And then you're like, Oh, we started here. And I'm like, not really. <laughs> yeah. Cause they didn't care when you were there and then you yeah. go elsewhere. And then it's now you're from there. Yeah. You developed here. It's like, oh, calm down. You're taking all the credit. It's like my father. I don't have much of a relationship, but I was twisting my hair. I play with my hair all the time. And he goes, oh, you got OCD. You got that from me. Like, he's, like, bragging. It's, like, one of the worst things. Like, I'm like, okay, great. But that's what, like, that's what Montreal or Canada Canadian scene feels like. It's like, oh, you don't, you know, it's like, yeah, you really made me work for it, which I guess is a blessing. But it's like, it didn't have to be this way, folks. You could have just embraced me while I was here. But they're like, no, that's not how we do it. <laughs> that is how it, which by the way, before we, before we wrap it up, one thing I want to pick your brain about, I mean, obviously, you know, you've made, you've, you've done the late show circuit. You were one of Conan's comics to watch. <clears throat> this festival was always a career maker for so many upcoming comics. And right. still is. Late night TV was always that for comics too. Do you think, now in the era of you know digital platforms and the streaming special and all that and network tv is kind of i don't know in its twilight years it feels like in some ways is late night tv what it used to mean for comics is that still a career maker do you think i don't think but i think there's some good streaming that's creating and i can't speak to it yet but some stuff is coming up on my end um that i think has the spirit of what the first late night set did but it might be on a different platform I'll leave it there. I never want to get in trouble, but um, I think it can, you know, when I'm when I speak to late night and they're interested in me for a five minute set, I think, yeah, it feels a little, you know, they're like, can we change this? Can we change that? Can we change this? And it's like, I'm kind of like, eh, if I had to, I would, but now there's other outlets who are like, Hey, Robbie, will you come do this thing and change nothing? 
and the yeah. money is better and more views. So it's just, it's the same thing. It's just a new channel. I, like now when I look at my TV, I see Netflix, Hulu, HBO, Disney, blah, blah. They're just channels now. Again, we went yeah. all the way. We went back again and now they're just new channels, but they're the same thing. And they have their shows on them. It just, the TV just moved to a di like it's still the same. So I don't know that the feel is that different when you're looking back or where you saw somebody debut a five or 10 minute set. I think it'll still have that thing. It just needs to things evolve or change. There we you go. Know, I think Robbie Hoffman, yeah. we could talk to you about this all day. And also, uh, I haven't chatted with you in years, but before we do, you're like, fantastic. Where can we catch you? So where can we catch Homecoming King live, hit up tickets, all that good stuff? Yeah, it's just for laughs. Uh, Homecoming King, my one-hour new special coming back to Montreal, will be at Theatre St. Catherine on July, July 29th, I believe, at 7 p.m. Tickets are really going fast. I think I just signed up it's for a the limited right venue. It's one of those classic Montreal venues. Um, I believe you can just find tickets on hahaha.com. Uh, and just search in Robbie Hoffman. You'll see Homecoming King right there. You guys can follow me for nudes on Instagram at Robbie Hoffman. And again, I'm not checking DMs, emails, nothing about <laughs> anything. There we go. Love it. Homecoming King, July 29th, Theater St. Catherine in Montreal. Robbie Hoffman, thank you so much. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you so much. That is our show. That is our panel. Thank you again, Bruce Hills, and of course, the returning homecoming king, Robbie Hoffman. Check out all things JFL. Get your tickets now. It is happening in Montreal. Hit up hahaha.com. That is our show. That is our panel. Don't forget, you can tune in every Saturday night right here on 640 Toronto. We'll be back next week. This week's Comedy Rx is Robbie Hoffman. Maybe you're looking at me tonight. What, you don't think I get hit on by heterosexual men? <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. I do very well, thank you. <laughs> because what a man will tell himself is amazing. It's really amazing. I've been in way dykier outfits than this. <laughs> I got this sweater and plaid, steel toe boots. Men are still asking me for walks and drinks. Yeah, I always say no to the walk, but yes to the drink, because I'm Jewish first, then gay. 